Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. We are Chen and Jane, the hosts of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. It is episode day, and today we have Leanne Mount and Jane and Leanne know each other. So Jane, you want to introduce her? Uh, Yeah, I don't really know you that well, to be fair. We met through Instagram. Was that it? Yes. And we've just connected through that. We like to message each other back and forth quite often, though, but just... um, we had babies around the same time, which was kind of cool. We were both pregnant at the same time. And I took photos for you, which your little girls in those sunflower fields was stunning. <laughs> it was gorgeous. Um, but we're also both from England, so I think we both kind of live off of each other. Always yeah. thinking about the old the old country, <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so Leanne, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so I'm Leanne. I have three kids. Um, I've lived in Calgary for three years now. Um, I've actually, I'm kind of in the rare group, I think, that I think most expats kind of leave their home country and they move, they like emigrate or something like that, like in the case like you did. Mm-hmm. Um, but with my husband's job, we've actually moved for... Uh, this would be our third country right now so yeah we're kind of just seeing where the where are you going and just kind of yeah um, and we'll get into that we'll get into the expat life um okay so I'm going to just ask you a few random things and then we're going to go on to talking about our product of the week and our drink of the week but first random thing if you were an animal this is so dumb if you were an animal what would you be (laughs) <laughs> it's so oh, dumb I should have prepped for that question hey I don't know I mean growing up my favorite animal for some reason was penguins so I don't know for whichever reason but I love like I remember going to London Zoo and getting like the plastic like sparkly beak or you know those overpriced things that I now won't buy my kids like, <laughs> I wanted when same I so same. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't really know, but maybe a good answer and a perfect answer would probably be like a chameleon because they can change, you know, Ooh. adapt Ooh. to the environment. That is so, a good one. Yeah. I would never have picked chameleon. I'm like a moose. <laughs> I would just be a moose. You're a moose. A hundred percent. Why are you a moose? Please explain this to me. Oh, it, they're just my favorite animal. So oh. if I could be any animal, I'd be my favorite animal. Oh my gosh. I love they're it. They're so cute. I love it. Don't you just want a pet moose? I do. I you do. Live in yeah. Canada, like you have to have. Except that. they are ginormous, but majestic, <laughs> majestic, majestic. Oh my gosh. Okay, and you have how many kids? That are three little babies, two boys, two girls, and a boy. Yeah. yeah. So I have a six-year-old girl right now in grade one. So she yeah. started school in Canada, which is which has been its own adventure. Last, um, so pandemic what are we now like 2020 2019 excuse me and then I have a girl that we've going into kindergarten this year she's four and then I have an eight-month-old baby boy okay here's my other question and this is from a place of England did you play netball 
Yes, it was awful. What, what? is netball? <laughs> Did you love it? <laughs> oh, okay. Netball. Netball. It's okay. Think basketball. Okay. But it's not like basketball. You can't move when the ball is in your hand. You can only pivot. And then um, there's no backboard. And it's it's a woman's sport. Okay. You didn't like it? I just, I, I am not sporty in any way, shape or form. So as soon as you said netball, I just got flashbacks. But you know what's like <laughs> netball? Hockey. And I'm talking not hockey here. Hockey, so field hockey. Muddy grass where kids mm-hmm. hit you in the shins with sticks. Yeah. Oh, my God. On the, I, my school, we were always on the AstroTurf. Right. Ugh, yeah. which I hated that thing. Yeah. Oh, Jen, netball was like... I loved that. When I moved here, I wanted to find a netball team and they do have one in Calgary. Okay. I don't know if it's like, a, it's for older women. So like 18 Is it plus. all British women that have immigrated here that play netball? <laughs> no, no, but they traveled. I knew, I worked with a girl who was on the team and she was Canadian. So I whack my mic, but she traveled all over the, all over the world playing. Oh, wow. I was like, what? Oh, Oh, I'm sad you didn't like it. I had such good times playing that. Okay, but real question. Are you guys from around the same, like, place? In no, I don't think so, right? I'm from no. Kent, which is two hours south of London. Um, yeah, I'm north. Okay. So do you guys have different dialects of an accent? Yes. Okay. Do you, do you notice it? I mean, I notice it a little bit, but do you guys... I don't even know what I sound like anymore on a stay like... Do you guys like think you guys sound weird, like different to each other? Yes. Okay, like you can feel like Leanne is from somewhere else because of her dialect. Yes. Oh. And I'm not just saying that because I've been here for so long, so yeah. I... But even... and. As the episode goes on, I can guarantee my accent's going to get a lot thicker because I'm talking to someone from England because that's yeah. what happened. But mine, I, I pretend. Pretend. <laughs> I'll pretend. I said I'll, I can pretend I have oh, an accent. Please do. <laughs> but when I hear you speak, Leanne, I it's very different to how my family speaks. Okay. okay. You sound closer to actually what my sister, my sister lived in London for like 10 years and you sound a lot like her. Whereas my mom is from Suffolk. Yeah. And I'm from Cambridge here. So it's a little bit on the, I don't want to say posh side because it was not posh. I'm not posh. People here think I'm posh and that I'm just like, you have no idea. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're not Essex. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Close, but not quite. Yeah. Jersey Shore. When we say Essex, think Jersey Shore. But yeah. what about like Leeds? I heard Leeds is like rough. That's, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know anything about it. My dad loves their football team. That's the only thing I know. I've never been or anything. I don't know enough about the area, but I have heard stereotypes around it. Okay, okay. Leeds boys, things like that. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you much more than that. No. Perfect. Okay, let's do drink of the week. So, Jen, let's start off with you because you're going to highlight our our venue, I guess, our coffee. Yeah, totally. Um, Okay, so this started last week and there's a bit of a story behind it. So last week there was a post that went viral. It was actually a tweet in Calgary. Um, and it was by a guy who owns Joyful Java and it is actually in Brentwood. So in the Northwest of Calgary. Um, and so I saw his post and I was like, the boys and I are going to go there tomorrow to support them because the tweet was basically, and I'll tell you the context of the story after, but the tweet basically said, we just used our last funds, the last tiny bit of money that we had left. 
and we purchased outdoor picnic tables so that people can come because if you're listening to this and maybe in six months you're listening to this and this is all just a thing of the past, but Calgary's in another lockdown. And so restaurants and and coffee shops and all of those things are shut down. So this company took it upon themselves to use their last little bit of capital to purchase picnic tables. And they created this little like, I don't want to say it's like a cantina, but it kind of gives that like outdoor kind of backyard vibe. Um, And so I went there and uh, the old man behind the counter, not old, he's like 60, but he was super sweet. He saw that my youngest one was like eyeing up the candy cups that were like right on his eye level. And so I purchased a smoothie and I purchased a vanilla oat latte, which was delicious. Um, And then he gave us the candy cup and I was like, oh, you're so cute. Turns out he's the owner and he was like, he, he made my vanilla oat latte. And so was they it have, good? it was okay. so good. And I'm not like, I'm like, I think I said this last episode, I'm like a milk drinker. Yeah. Like I'm not like almond milk or oat milk, but it was delicious. And it was like the perfect level of sweetness. And I'm a sweet girl. Mm. Um, and so anyways, um, Jane and I had been corresponding with um, Joyful Java on Instagram just to say, Hey, like we're going to pop by blah, 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 telling them that we want to highlight some local coffee shops. And we've done that for like a couple of weeks now. And um so Jordan is the owner, Jordan. And then his dad is the one that gave him the candy cup. Um, he's like, Hey, are you outside? I'd love to pop out and talk to you. So we chatted for like a good 45 minutes and he's so sweet. Um, and him and his girlfriend run the social media for joyful Java. And then him and his dad and his mom, they actually own the entire building that joyful Java's in. It's like a million square feet or something. It's huge. Um, and it used to actually be a Bible college, but now they've kind of like sublet it into, there's like a chiropractor or there's all these people and they're trying to turn this building into a beautiful location where people can come and like, there's multiple shops and it's just like this local, I don't know how to, it's like, they call it the village. Um, and so they actually have, I think he said it's a 75 year old church in there that they would host weddings and stuff in pre COVID obviously. Um, and they do markets, like they do the common threads collective. Is that what it's called? That's this weekend. Yeah. So they have one there. So if you're in Calgary, go check it out. Um, but they have like a beautiful, he's like, honestly, it's a beautiful venue. And so when they are allowing weddings again, I think they'll have the church portion. They'll have this backyard option. And because of where they're situated between Brisbois Drive and Crowchild Trail. They're technically not in a community. So you can actually have like a party there and like have some loud music, he was saying, because they're technically not in the community of Brentwood. They're right across the street. Um, So anyways, he was super sweet and uh, we've come up with some some cool ideas to work together. So um, their stuff was delicious. Um, We got the boys a uh, fruit medley smoothie with apple juice and Cash was like, this is delicious. It was really yummy. I saw so many posts about it. Unfortunately, I, I haven't been able to get up there yet just because, you know, we had a little family crisis this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do really want to get up there and go check it out. Even just like the picnic tables on a nice day. Totally. And it was beautiful that day. Um, and fun fact, he did say that. So they made the post. Let's just call it last Wednesday. And Thursday I went, I think, Jane, is that when I went? No, we, you told us about it on Thursday. You went Friday. I went Friday. Okay. So I think they tweeted either Wednesday evening and he said that Friday morning alone, they had made one fifth of their entire yearly income in one morning, all from this tweet, all from being genuine, all for just like, just putting it out there. Right. They were in a tough spot. 
that just tells you that when Calgarians want to help, they do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They will because how busy were they? To have been one fifth of a yearly income and they're not like they're not around a lot of businesses so people had to go out of their way to like drive to their location park get out go in and they're like in the basement it's a cute little cafe but yeah he so obviously like their call to action worked people were like hell yeah we'll show up right so it was so good I think that's brilliant. I do. I think yeah. it's amazing. Sorry, I thought I was on mute for a second because I was like <laughs> eating my jalapeno poppers. So sorry, everyone. <laughs> you got to eat when you can when you have kids. And that's yeah, what totally. I'm doing. Well, that's awesome. Uh, Leanne, what have you been drinking this week? Oh, goodness. So I actually don't drink coffee and I'm, I'm very jealous of, you know, every time neither I go into the do I. Uh, <laughs> oh, neither do you. It's just me. I survive on coffee. Oh, right. And so, you know, when you go into Starbucks and you go at the drive-thru and you kind of sweat because you're like, $4 for a tea, like that's hot water and a tea bag and a bit of milk. And then there's everyone in front of you, like with these huge orders with foams and whips and this and I'm, but I'm actually discovered by accident Frappuccinos. So I love the Java chip one. But I don't get whip or anything on it because in my mind, I'm like, well, that's less calories. But I literally drink them every two days. So like, I don't think I'm going to lose weight any time soon. But yeah, the Java chip. Can I give you a, a hack that you need to do? It's not a hack, but it's one you need to try. So when I was pregnant with Reagan, I cried daily until Zach would get me one. Because they're <laughs> so good. They're so good. Get the chip one, the double mm-hmm. chip. But get them to put, if you get a big one, get them to put four pumps of raspberry in it. I'm oh. not joking. It tastes like a red velvet cupcake. Oh, wow. Mm. It's, it's incredible. And that's what I wanted. That was like, I had to have it. And I would I would literally be like phoning him when he was at work. Like, you, he worked right next to Starbucks. So I was like, you have to stop and get me one. <laughs> like, you have to. And he'd be like, are you for real? They knew him. Yeah. They knew that he was ordering for his wife. Right. His pregnant wife. <laughs> Yeah, no the calories ever because no yeah. wonder Reagan's got some good guys. <laughs> raspberries. Hey, ten pounds. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, like I think it was half pandemic and half frappuccino where my baby was ten pounds. <laughs> right. That's that's why. Sorry, everyone. That was Zach. So bless you, Zach. Why do you always find a way to sneeze or cough? <laughs> I love it. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay, my drink of this week has been. Guys, they're back at McDonald's. Psycho. <laughs> Frozen vanilla chai. Oh. It's back. Wow. It came back the other day. I've already gone and gotten it twice. They're so good. Is it like a smoothie? Yeah, but it's a vanilla chai. Mm, it you just and tastes your like melted chai. ice cream. Guys, I love it. I do. It gives <laughs> me energy. Yeah. It's better than the Red Bull addiction that I've got going on too. Yeah, I mean like... It's so good. Kind of a mix of both here. I know. I'm going to have a heart attack one of these. I love it. I'll have a heart attack first. Don't worry. But it is, it's really good. And if you want in a nice smoothie, they've, they've now got as well a coconut pineapple one. That, that's next that I want to try. Mm-hmm. Oh, so those are our drinks of the week. So everyone definitely check out those and mm-hmm. also go give Joyful Java a follow, a like, and go support them. Absolutely. They're not a big franchise like the other two drinks that we've talked about, but definitely go give them some love. Um, What's a product of the week that you ladies have been liking? Um, 
So as we mentioned earlier when we were chatting before this, I would say oils and just um, just to say, yeah, I don't. I used to sell doTERRA oils. I don't anymore. But I've been feeling very, very overwhelmed. I'm actually moving house soon. So anything, like I love the balanced one and the adaptive as well, but anything that can just kind of... I don't know. I feel like I need to be on medicine at this point to just survive with three kids. But <laughs> I think that's pandemic life, isn't it? Like it's just. Yeah. So what does the balance one do? Just calms me down. Like, so, you know, when you like, I'll definitely do it. Like I find I'm tired all day and then I get to laying down. And then, you know, when your brain starts to squirrel and you're just like, oh, suddenly it's 2 a.m. And yeah, I just find like if I put a little few drops of that on my feet, it just kind of is met like a, a year ago, I probably would know all the science from it. But basically it's kind of made from the oils of like trees. So it's very like grounding, like mm. a tree would be. Why on your feet? The largest pores are on your feet or the bottom of your feet. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, so it I just, put, yeah, so I, uh, I don't sell oils, but I have an abundance because I have a young living account. So, um, but I have made like a sleep roller for my little guy yeah. and I'm not sure that it actually works, but the kid sleeps like a rock and okay. it's cause I roll this. And I think there's like lavender copaiba, um, and one more oil in it. And I roll it on the bottom of his feet and he loves it. Like he'll actually stick his feet in the air and like (laughs) want it. He's like, Hey, you forgot this foot, (laughs) but they're so good. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned Copaiba because before this, I put like a drop under my tongue because I was, you know, again, squirrel brain, but also it's 8 PM and normally my brain shuts down at this point. So, uh, yeah, it's good to, uh, Uh my kids sleep terribly, so I should actually use the millions of oils I have and then take that tip. I, I like to use a little bit of um, bergamot. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Berg- and then yeah. frankincense. And I rub them on my hands. This is before I have to do something I really have to focus on, which is typically like editing. But uh-huh. I put, I'm rubbing my hands together. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and I, I kind of just like put it over my face and I breathe it in. And it for me, it just... <sighs> Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I put cinnamon on my lips, as we all know. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it no. unless you use a carrier. It's okay. Yeah, I got hooked on. Um, there was a TikTok trend. It was like an apple, an apple suction thing. Did you guys see that ever? For your lips? Yeah, I have. You did not. I bought it. I got it on Amazon. The thing doesn't work. I mean, maybe I don't think I have small lips, but Mm. I couldn't get my friggin' lips to get suctioned in it. You're supposed (laughs) to like suction it for like a minute and then pop it (laughs) on. Like we're in the emergency room because of that. It's a good thing it didn't work then. But I was like, let's try it. It was like fifteen dollars. Let's try it. Um, It didn't work. No. I shouldn't say anything because I did. You put cinnamon on your lips, you weirdo. Guys, don't do it. It probably works, okay? Because it probably burnt your lips. I'm telling you, my lips looked so luscious, (laughs) like so good, but it was so painful. Like, I can't even express how painful it was. I did. So, I've listeners, I filmed this because I'm an idiot. And. Lexi, my daughter is sitting next to me going, I want some, I want some. So I'm trying not to freak out in the video because I know she's next to me. And if I freak out, she'll start freaking out. I was in agony 
pure yeah. agony. You used and cinnamon or cinnamon oil? It was cinnamon oil because I'm an idiot. Yeah. And I just, I, I saw the little hack and I was like, I have very thin lips, especially my top. So I was like, I'll just put a tiny little bit on. Well, too much came out for one. So then I'm putting it on. I'm like, whatever, this will be fine. The unbelievable pain that I felt, I can't even, I can't even, and I've had two C-sections, you guys, and kidney stones. I can't even tell you how painful that was. I thought my lips were going to fall off. And I'd gotten a little bit of my tongue and it tastes awful. I was dying. So I finished the video because I was like, this is now, it's just funny. Now it's just quality content, but I'm like, I am dying. It was so painful. How long did it last? The the pain? No, the lip, the luscious lips. Oh, like four hours. Oh. Like this top lip was like. <laughs> so big, because if I wear lipstick. It was like my shirt. <laughs> guys, I flipped my lip inside out. Sorry, I forget that like they can't see us. Yeah. It was so big and I can't, like when I put lipstick on, unless it's a stain, the lipstick just like rubs off on my teeth because my teeth, my lips are so thin. Mm. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) I whipped out the red lipstick and I was like, for like four hours, they look so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. I need to see this video for starters. Oh gosh. It's in, it's on my Instagram, but it was so painful ever happens again you can just get like you know any like coconut oil or carrier oil and just like put a bit across and use like a cotton pad or something and just remove it that well what i do now is i mix it with my you've done it again (laughs) (laughs) no guys you just have to mix it with a proper oil like with a carrier which is what i do and then i use it and it does still burn but not like it not anything like it did and it was instant it was instant pain oh my gosh I'm reliving it (sighs) I I once put some oils on my head for a migraine and I was in the car and it dripped (sighs) down and dripped into my eye and same thing it was like and it was probably peppermint it was a mix of stuff I'm like (sighs) again always like this at this time of night but um yeah it was just unbearably painful Mm. remember the other day i sent jen a message i like to take nightly baths that's another way i would like to relax (laughs) it's my favorite thing ever huh it's my favorite thing ever sorry oh no they're amazing it's when you actually get to have some quiet i find Mm. anyway i put what was it that i put in tea tree tree. (laughs) and i've done it a million times but this time i must have put too much in But I was in there for maybe three minutes and I was like, my, I'm burning. Like my body is literally burning. It's like I'm in your ass. And it's just like, did you get it in your lady bits? And I was like, they're fine. They're fine. Everyone there. Your body fine. just created a section and was like, heck no, heck this no. cannot go. <laughs> Thank goodness. But my back. And I phoned Zach and he was at work and he was on his way home. And I was like, you need to come home and just itch my back because it was, you know, when it's burning. And he did, he came home and he itched it. But I was, I was like three minutes in my legs, my arms, everything. I'm surprised that down there is fine. (laughs) So all this to say, if you have essential oils, please consult your person. 
and yeah. ask for proper ratio. <laughs> Don't do what Jane does. I'm just like, this will work today. Yeah. Learn yeah. from Jane. Don't be Jane. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay. So what was your product? Sorry, Leanne, you said oils, but was there a specific product? Not really. I love, so no, not really. No. Do you mean like any, like, what do you mean by products? Like it's. What's your favorite like, oil? Um, lemon, I'd say, just because it does so much. Mm, that's a good call. Good call. And shining glass, like mm-hmm. I put it in dressing. You know, it's just so versatile. I use it by the bucket load. Yeah, I heard it's very good for cleaning sticky stuff. Yeah, is it that is. True? Yeah, like those stupid stickers they put on at Winners or Home Sense oh on your picture frames. Gosh. They yeah. put them on the glass instead of the back. Yeah, drives me mental. Mm-hmm. it's so people won't steal it isn't it isn't that why i don't, don't know it? like what what's the difference put the sticker on the back i don't know oh, yeah, put it on the cardboard it's so silly anyways so get yourself some lemon essential oils <laughs> so what's do, you, do you oh. just like the doTERRA brand or would you just say any brand well these days i'd say any brand right <laughs> oh, any brand guys any brand any brand of lemon is fine <clears throat> yeah. jen what's your product um, I actually just got it today. So I sell Saint makeup on the side. I'm obsessed with it. Um, and I hadn't tried this product yet, but I got our lip conditioner. So for anybody that doesn't know, um, Saint makeup, they're all in magnetic tins and they pop into a palette. And so it's super easy and convenient. Um, but the lip conditioner is in the same size tin, but it's like lip balm, but it's actually incredible. It's like thick, nice lip balm. And I think it comes in two. I got like a cherry one and I think there's a mint one as well. <laughs> Yeah. Um, throw in some cinnamon on that. Let me know. Like just a couple drops. <laughs> it would probably combust, just like the <laughs> concoction of the two. Um, but yeah, it was really, really good. Good. I would love to see. You um, do I have it now. cinnamon oil in my house, and I also have a carrier oil. So don't fret. I might be trying this tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. I have pretty big lips to begin with but I feel like this could be scary. You know, that filter that's going around everywhere on Instagram. I love that filter. <laughs> I genuinely love it. <laughs> the one that makes you look like what's her cool Ridge. What's her first name? Uh, I want to say Rachel, but it's not um, Jennifer. Jennifer. Oh. I, oh. I love it. Okay. <laughs> what scares me is the amount of people who messaged me. Like sometimes I'll give insightful things on Instagram. Like guys, look at this, look at this. Like, insightful things that you think will grab people's attention no the things that people message me about did you actually get work done like they were genuinely worried that I'd gotten work done (laughs) and this is before like this was before that filter like really blew up Mm -hmm. I was like oh my word it's a filter you can see on the story that it's a filter but I got messages people being like how much work would you have gotten done to look like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah Especially from my face, like a lot, a lot of work. Stop it. Oh, but I was like, guys, are you for real right now? I'm like, no, no, this is a filter. It's okay. Oh, people. I love okay. it. So what's your product? Okay. I just got sent it actually. So I haven't tried it yet, but I, again, I talked about it on Instagram. Um, I'm going to say this the right way now. Sesamoy. It's for Pardon? Oh. Yeah. It's called Sesamoy. Sesamoy? Oh, now I know I'm saying it wrong. Sesamoy? 
There we go. Okay. Okay. Got it. What is it? Oh my word. It's a brand. I'm terrible for it, but they're a skincare brand. And so they're vegan, cruelty, paraben, all that free. Um, And they sent me like a mask and some cleansing water, some wipes and a moisturizer. Mm. And so that I'm just intrigued with. Mm -hmm. The packaging is lovely. It doesn't smell bad. Um, like they're fragrance free, which is mm-hmm. a nice thing. I'm very intrigued. So I'm going to see how it goes. I love it. Keep us posted. I will. It's always I kind will. of scary to try a new skincare because you're like, oh, what well, could happen? I have psoriasis, which I'm very open about. I used to be very nervous to talk about it, but I have psoriasis all over, like my mm-hmm. legs, my arms, my scalp and my face. And in my face, I get it really bad here mm-hmm. and then really bad on my forehead. So on my like cheek laugh lines down to my chin, guys, and then on my forehead. And I have to be really careful with what I use. Like I can't just use anything from a drugstore. Yeah. And this stuff is going, it's like sold at Walmart. Oh. So I am nervous to try it. But again, because it's fragrance free and all, you know, it's got the good stuff in it. It's EF, is it EFG or EFW certified? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm on about? They're this company, it's an app. I think it's EFW and you can download the app and they'll tell you what's in your, like anything you scan in your house. Mm-hmm. I think dirty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I know so what you mean. Yeah, Yeah, they they just tell you, like, these chemicals are in it and this is toxic. This is bad for you. You shouldn't put this in kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, they're certified through them. So I'm I'm intrigued to try it. We'll see how it turns out. If my face gets worse. Stop using it. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. And it's what frustrating, too, is everyone's always like, when you try new skin stuff, like, it always has to get worse before it gets better. I don't believe that. Mm. I'm like, no, it shouldn't. But maybe that's just me. It depends what it is. Like for my skincare last year, when my acne was so bad, obviously like when you start cleaning your skin in a proper way with like a medical grade skincare, it has to like bring everything to the surface. Like all the acne that would have been under your skin needs to come to the skin first to go away if that makes sense. But if it's, if your skin's not like acne prone, I would agree with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just, I'm nervous to try it. But like I said, everything looks really good. So I'm, I'm genuinely excited to try it. Perfect. We'll see. We'll see if I show my face again. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. Please don't burn your face again. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get in to you, Miss Leanne. So um, like you had briefly talked about, you live an expat, expat lifestyle. Now, for a lot of our listeners, they don't really know much about that. So can you just clarify textbook what an expat is? You are moving to a country. Oh, well, <laughs> it's, I guess it's different. Like I mentioned at the beginning, I think regularly well, dependent. I think there's, it's different, isn't it? I think an expat, what we do is that we've typically lived in countries where you need visas. So right now in Canada, we're doing our permanent residency so we can stay here. And so that means that we don't need work visas. But I know beforehand we'd always live in countries where you do. So I've moved quite a lot, but only because the visas in the country is finished. So the government wasn't going to renew them. But I know, so I guess what is an expat is just someone that moves to a different country for a a job, I guess. You're not an immigrant. 
just no. to clarify, you're not an immigrant. You haven't said, I'm going to go live in Canada. I'm going to do all this paperwork. I'm going to live my life as a Canadian. You have just kind of like been picked up and placed for yeah. a work reason, correct? Yeah. yeah. So you could have gone anywhere that that job would have gone. Yeah, it just it's just kind of how it worked out. So um, London went through all the kind of finance stuff in 2009. In 2012, we moved to Jersey, which is a little island by France. Mm-hmm. Not New Jersey for anyone that doesn't know the... <laughs> I mean, I thought it was. Yeah, right. So it's just a little island by France. We lived there for two years. And then my husband just saw a role in Bermuda. So we decided to move there. And we were there four years and then our visa finished. They got a new government in and they said, we will give you another year, but that's the maximum you can get. And at that point, Gabriella only had another year, my eldest, until she was starting school. So we thought, let's actually move now. But we always expected it to be like somewhere glamorous, you know, like New York or, and not saying Calgary isn't lovely. We didn't ever expect to be here. <laughs> I'm going to insult you all now. <laughs> We're not insulted. Well, I'm not a ca- Canadian. So. You know, I was I like, think- I'm the only one insulted yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. I think when people think, like, I've, I just get looked at very funny. I tend not to mention that we've lived in Bermuda because people can't understand. But, you know, my kids were born there and they don't get anything. They don't they don't get Bermudian passports, even though it's kind of... They don't? No, even though it's attached to England, whereas baby boy right now, he was born in Canada. He's Canadian, you know, mm-hmm. so it's very, it's very different. But No, no, can, hang on. That confuses me. So your kids, were, your oldest two were born in Bermuda, but they yeah. don't get that citizenship. No, because one of you has to be Bermudian because they need to protect the island. The island's only 21 miles long. Wow, so it's that tiny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the population? Oh, goodness. Um, like ballpark. I want to say, like, <laughs> I'm so bad with this, like, 100,000? I don't know. I, but uh, you can drive from one side to the other in 45 minutes. So, yeah, it would be like going from here to the northwest. Yeah. No. So I may have had a bit of a shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, yeah. So. 62,278. Yeah, 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 so I was totally off, yes. Yeah. Smaller <laughs> than Calgary. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So you went from England to Jersey to, to Bermuda to Canada. Yeah. So you went from living on a beach yeah. to living in nine months of snow. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, then this segues into my next question. How the heck do you do that transition for your kids? How do you make it smooth? Um, Ivy was two. So my second daughter, so I only had two at the time. She was, no, she wasn't. She was only 18 months. So she didn't realize my eldest struggled but more in the fact of mommy I want to go to the beach and I'm like Mm. you know honey there's stampede and we've got this and we arrived Canada day which is pretty cute because it's like a little thing like oh welcome to Canada but that would have been a good day yeah it was although it was 35 in Bermuda and I arrived and it was 10 degrees and I had (laughs) I had literally a luminous pink shorts on and just arrived at you know and of course you arrive at 10 o'clock in the evening in summer and it's daylight so that was interesting but yeah it was all a learning curve but yeah I mean they they adjust you know but I've always moved my my parents um have owned properties and not and mostly not like my mum has moved a lot like I think I figured it out by my 30th birthday I'd moved like something like 32 times or something and so it's just kind of 
And that's the problem because I think you get, I know you said last time you'd moved a lot as well. So I was, I was like, oh, yeah, thank God. But I know for sure it's almost a bit addictive, but definitely COVID. I think we will eventually go back to England because I just, I just can't be here without family. It's too hard. So yeah. When that happens, I'm not sure, but I don't think we will go anywhere else now. Just, just because of of my mental health and stuff and keep having to start again. Like my husband, you know, as lovely as he is, I love him to death, but I always say to him, you know, you arrive Monday at 9am and you go to the office. Mm-hmm. I arrive in a country and I'm like, okay, where's the store? I don't have a car. Where are my kids going to be? You know, we've never. Yeah. Like what do you like, do? As long as you can Google. It's very different when you actually arrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've moved to a completely different country. You really don't know anyone. You don't know anyone, so... Blinking heck. Yeah. That's scary. Like moving to Mars. <laughs> Once you have kids too, I think you you rely so heavily on, on help and parents, and you guys don't have that here. No. Right? No. And we so never what? have, so that's the blessing. I always tell people, I, I have friends that have had help, and then they've moved abroad and they've lost the help, and I think that's a real shock, but... Yeah, it's just, it's definitely for sure getting to the point where I think COVID's just highlighted that we need to be home. I just don't know when that will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, doesn't England together. still have a travel ban as well? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, I've not seen any family right now for two and a half years. So, it's uh, yeah, it's rough. That's tough. Sure. That's really tough. Oh, man. So, when... When you married your husband or dated him or whatever, did you know that this was possibly going to be your life? No. <laughs> no. I no. wish I could be married 10 years next year and I say, if I knew this was coming, I would run in the other direction. <laughs> That's our little, our little thing we have going. But I do think I had to do it for me. I think he had to do it for his career. I, from my past and how my childhood was and everything, lovely as it was, I've had... I've been in therapy now three years and it's only Carol that pulled that out of me because I needed to do it. Like I just kept moving to all these lovely beachy places and not, it's not reality. Like it's not reality where you, where you, you know, where your kids go to daycare and they can play outside all day and it's 30 degrees every day and sunny. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there is thing that Island FIFA is real for sure. You know? Yeah. it's it's definitely kind of learning to enjoy enjoy the small moments, but yeah, it's 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 it, therapy. Thank goodness has helped me a ton to kind of support my husband because it's not not been easy for sure. No, because no, it it is like you said, he gets there and he gets to go straight to work where he has a purpose, where he he has a different place but a routine. Mm-hmm. right whereas yeah. for you yeah crap like I didn't even think about that part like oh yeah where's the nearest grocery store where what am I going to do if I need a babysitter like, now you have to figure out a new doctor yeah. and it's and imagine having to do that all the time sorry I'm trying to put my, myself in your shoes and I'm no. like and I'm like, to Bermuda 32 weeks pregnant with Gabriella as well oh so we, we have a very fun actually we so we have we had a lovely house first in Bermuda but it was on top of a hill and so it was one of those nights where it's like okay well these are the two takeout options and literally for pizza it was like a hundred dollars to get pizza delivered so we were like well we've done that for two days and that's kind of all our budget gone so we'll go and find the store and of course 
like anywhere like that you can google map something but it's kind of 20 years behind you know it's not it's not kind of modern technology so we were like oh we'll just go to the store and thank goodness I somehow made it up and down all of these hills into the store and then we were getting all of our bags and everything and I thought oh how are we going to make it home you know because we had all of this stuff so it was like thank goodness uh, by the plan of God or something that my friend that I'd met at church the week before saw me arguing with Tim on the side of the road, <laughs> stopped her car, kicked us up and then took us home. And it was only kind of, I think, 10 minutes, but it was literally we lived on top of a hill, so it would have been uphill on the way back. Oh, my God. So, and, you know, I didn't drive there or anything, so it would literally be when I had Gabriella put her in the baby carrier, walk to the bus stop sometimes the bus took an hour to come so you'd stand there in the boiling heat you know it's all that's what I'm saying I think all these things on paper in the moment they seem like a nightmare but it's like actually down the road it builds character as hard as it is and Mm. yeah I think it does get to the point though where you think goodness can it just be like five percent easy yeah because I hear Bermuda and I honestly am thinking you were on vacation. Right. That whole Playing time. under a palm tree, drinking rum swizzle, right? Heck yeah. <laughs> but it but wasn't. When you go on vacation, once you leave the resort, let's just like say it like that. And you're like, oh, let's go to the Walmart or let's go here. And like, I, I did they speak English in Bermuda? Like you I said, because that. yeah. So, I mean, that's easy. But if you're in a country that maybe they don't speak English, like you, we went to Switzerland for our honeymoon and thank goodness that my husband speaks it because I, I wouldn't have even known how to order water. Right. So imagine that on your vacation. Let's just say you have a couple of days of that, but you're living there now permanently. Yeah. The adaption is like yeah. insane. Yeah. I lived in Spain as a teenager for a year when I was, how old was I? Nine, 18. Yeah. So I was 19. And I remember waking up and I just, I just um, lived in this kind of like boarding house, but yeah, 99% Spanish. And I just woke up and burst out crying because I just, exactly like you don't and that's a fantastic way to learn the language but when you can't even well you know you can say hello and that kind of stuff it's like trying to ask where the bathroom is yeah yeah it's kind of like goodness fast track to learn in spanish i think that was so (laughs) out of all the places you've lived what was your favorite one though i don't know because i think you have this cool thing of hindsight like I always say I don't know I I don't know honestly like I think you can I think there's bits of every place I don't think there's like a perfect place and I think your brain tricks you like when it's minus 35 outside and you think I'd love to be in Bermuda right now you know Mm. again under a palm tree as you do and my husband calls it the tape he says stop playing the tape it's like I want to be in England with all the English food it's like well is going on so you can't do that you know like he brings me back to reality every time which is helpful we're very sometimes different. don't you just want to go shh, shh, yeah, yeah. We just <laughs> but then you know I'd be booking the plane ticket and leaving if I could so it's like it's probably a good thing um but I think just for how sweet life was I, I will say Bermuda that can win the number one spot just because I feel like it's so easy it wasn't but 
you know, just having Gabriella and having one child and, you know, just things like it was quite English there. So I think because it was, I think it still is, right, owned by England or like a colony of. Um, just things like going to play group, paying a dollar and they make you tea and toast, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't exist here. Just things, things you like it was it was kind of like American England, like you know what I mean, like the accent was different, but just mm-hmm. or anything, you know, you go to the beach at night and you bump into three people, you know, like mm. yeah. Oh, see that that part would have been nice, especially as you say, when you're doing the hindsight and you're yeah. sitting here in 30 minus 35, right? Yeah. I'd have been like, Oh, send me back to that beach. Yeah. But I bet you you also have so many sweet memories from all the locations because something special happened in all of them, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. And did you find that the other expats all kind of grouped together? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bermuda has a huge, so it's mainly Americans, Canadians, South Africans, and English. And then Bermudians are kind of... Yeah, so I went to church with a lot of Bermudians, so I kind of saw into that world. And I think it's very hard for them because I think there's definitely a divide of a lot of expats come in and they earn a lot of money. And Mm -hmm. then local Bermudians, it's so expensive because 99% of stuff is imported that they have to work two, three jobs. And a lot of times they have like split level housings. So they live with their parents and then when the parents pass away, like they move up and their kids move in. Like it's that system just to afford housing because housing, like we had a two, two bedroom, sorry, three bedroom house and it was 5,500 a month US rent. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. You paid how much? And you know, we, how we afforded and we didn't get like we didn't get any help with that a lot of people and that's been the issue all the way along because a lot of people went on go on to comment and they said to them okay you're going to be in Bermuda three years and then you go home we never did that we've moved from place to place to place and I loved him's company and they've been absolutely brilliant to us they found us all of these jobs so I can't fault them in any way but I think that's there's the idea of that we have so much money and we're like guys we've bought groceries this week like I'm not I'm not going to be on a boat drinking champagne. That's not me. Yeah. Can I ask, what what does your husband do? He is a trader, so he works in global markets. So Gotcha. Okay. I'll tell you banker and finance, and that's – he'll hit his head against the wall and try and explain to me a hundred times, and it's just – Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. He's speaking Chinese because I don't don't understand it. He has a lot of screens, and he makes calls. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, it's uh, he's he's very clever, but yeah, it's and he's been with the same company for all the moves. Yeah, oh, that's crazy, amazing. Yeah, so wow. it's just you know we didn't ever plan to leave. In fact, you know we interviewed for the position in Jersey, and I said oh, I'll never live abroad. And here we are, almost it'll be nine years this year. So oh yeah, it's, uh, it's not. Like we always said, it's funny because my husband worked with a really young guy and we were leaving Jersey to go to Bermuda and I was quite nervous. And he said to us, but just think when you're old, like you did it. Do you know what I mean? Totally. As hard as it is, it's like he said, oh, I make good stories. And at the time we thought, oh gosh, this guy is so cute. Like this like 20 year old, never led, never, I don't even think he'd like been to England. Do you know what I mean? Like he was just yeah. in a little play, so sweet. And but I think it's one of those things where it's just like, I think God's been in it all the way along because yeah. 
you know, leaving Bermuda, it was a case of like, okay, like you go home to England and probably live with parents and not have a job or here's one in Calgary and same thing. We were like, should we move there? Should we not? But it's yeah. like, you have, like we always say, we have to buy food. We need to, yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah. it's not um, the choice of this glamorous thing. It's just like we go where the work is and that's kind of yeah. how it is. No, I get that. What do your families think about this job? Um, they are very supportive, but I think, you know, when I'm having my worst days and I'm, I could just book a ticket and leave, they, of course, they're like, oh, just come home. But I think it's that thing of they, you know, they support us, but of course they can't, they can't understand that we can't just run to England, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. Commitments here, like it's just... Yeah, like I say, I think eventually we will and however that looks, but yeah. there needs to be the right job and the right time because we can't, like, we left because there was no work, so we can't go back if there's no work either. So. No, exactly. Um, have you ever had, like, emergencies in other countries? Like, time. yeah. All the time? All and the so time. obviously you don't have, like, people with you to support you except for each other. Yeah. So what would you do in an instance? Like, you've had babies in other countries. Obviously here yeah. is different than Bermuda. Yeah, so here we've been quite lucky. The only thing I had that's kind of been quite stressful was obviously the pandemic and being pregnant because then I had the C-section, so the recovery was pretty awful, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. just things like my friends rallied around and they were like, okay, we'll just do a night each. So the girls went like two or three nights and, you know, and I think one of the places they they didn't want to say, Gabriella, my eldest, wasn't feeling good. So we were quite sneaky. So Tim left the hospital, put them to bed. And then I had a friend come to the house. She stayed in our spare room. And then Tim came back at 6 a.m. and she went home. So it's like, yes, daddy's been here all night. Meanwhile, I'm at the hospital, like, I can't even lift my baby. Please help me, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, again, like, I could sometimes think and I'm, I don't know. I think COVID's definitely aged me, but I think it's aged all of us. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like one, I always say one foot in front of the other. It's like anything, right? Like when you think about having your first child, no one goes into it knowing exactly how to do it, but it's just like, okay, this has come up and we have to deal with it. Like it's, yeah, like I say, all the way through, like it's character building, I think. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh man. Um, Let's go on with some more questions here. So this is the one that I was like, oh, I don't know how to, like, okay, this is a big one though. Um, What are some of the obstacles you've come across when you've moved abroad with culture shocks? More importantly, like there's a difference. There's cultural appropriation versus cultural exploitation. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. So the way that the way that I understand it, for those who don't, um, yeah. is cult, cultural exploitation is okay. How do I ask again? This is this is where I don't want to get like rude or controversial. But I'm just curious. So if I was to go to France and I started like eating baguettes <laughs> with the bread, wearing the hat, you know the stereotypes, right? Trying to fit in, mm-hmm. that can lead. If you don't fit in enough, you get crapped on. Right. If you fit in too much, then you're being culturally appropriate and that's not okay either because mm-hmm. you're doing cultural appropriation. So how do you figure out 
that line? Because like when you moved to Bermuda, mm. you said that they still they spoke English, but didn't you have to? What what was their other? What's There's the other no language? They speak English. Mm. Oh, the whole. Oh, okay. So what about Jersey then? Because they would have spoken. Uh, so Jersey has like a French dialect, but it's kind of like. I guess it's like wells in the sense that they don't really use it. Do you know what I mean? Like there's not signs or anything. It's it's British. But Jersey is really odd because you have to have a visa to live there. And again, I think it's like to protect the island. Yeah. So like we couldn't buy a home, we couldn't buy a house there. We could only rent certain houses. And of course it's like, you know, like for lack of a better word, very tiny rundown houses or you know, you're paying through the nose again for rent, which was kind of similar in Bermuda. But I think I think it's just about not changing who you are necessarily, but I think just being aware of that. And I think I've only really learned that with everything that's happened in the last year around the world. Because, you know, I said to my friend yesterday, I think, like I know you said earlier about the immigrant thing but I read a post once and it was like why are white people called expats but anyone of color would be called an immigrant even mm-hmm. if you're for jobs so it's like just being aware of actually I've only been allowed I've only been able to do this life and as much as it's hard it's because my husband has a great career you know so I don't really know how to answer the question of like how well, I guess you could you could apply it to like Bermuda. Like if I was there, say like I didn't, but say like I had a house cleaner and I'm there laying in a deck chair drinking champagne and telling her, I don't know, go clean my toilets or something. Like do you do you know what I'm saying? Like I think like mm-hmm. I think that's where faith kind of grounds you because I would say my best friends were local Bermudians. I I had some expat friends, but I say there was always that monetary divide. You know, in the end, it was like, okay, like I would love to go to your kid's birthday party, but I can't can't afford a hundred dollar gift or I can't afford to go to your event that's two hundred dollars to go for a boat for four hours. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was definitely that like culture of oh, we have a nanny, we have an apartment in New York, we have this, we have this, my husband does this. And I'm like, I've said to my husband so many times, like, that's all well and good, but where's your heart? Like, are you a nice person? Because honestly, showing off to me about what you have, I can't compete, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, Nor do I want to. No. And I was once on a date where it was like, the mum came in and she was from England, like me, but I think her husband had done very well for himself. And she said, like, we were all there and she just said, oh, I'm having such a dilemma this week. And we were like, oh, what's wrong? And she was like, oh, I'm just really not sure whether to buy this painting. And I was like, okay, well, like, and she was like, it's eight. I'm thinking $800, $8,000. That's her biggest problem of the week, whether she should buy an $8,000 painting or not. Yeah, so you definitely... Um, but that's, that's a nice problem to have. Right. And definitely, <laughs> like, you know, if anyone listened to this, in Bermuda, like, hear my heart, I'm not, I feel like I've got, like, pretenses of, you know, of course, I'd love to say that, and I've got friends that have been there for 10 years and are doing quite well, but we just wasn't in that position, that we just wasn't in that position. Yeah, yeah totally fair. It just um, to point where we had two kids and we couldn't afford to live there, so. Totally. At the time, yeah. 
I didn't know until you just said this. I had to Google where Jersey is. I had no idea. Yeah. I've just learned something today. So it's Jersey. So the, I guess the, what do you call them? Like the, is it like the four founders in America? I guess they would have gone from Jersey and that was New Jersey, right? Mm -hmm. Mm, Gotcha. My brother lived in Jersey and in Guernsey. Okay. Yeah. And he loved it. Yeah. But yeah. And I know a few people mainly because they've done like church missions or things like that there. Um, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of people doing that, like in the high street there. Yeah. Yeah. But he loved it. He, I I was very young when he went, I think I was like nine. Uh I remember him talking about it and he always spoke really nicely of it. It's nice. It's a very, I was there before. So what happened to me is I literally graduated university and moved there the next day, which (gasps) wasn't amazing timing. And my husband was at work a lot, travelled, and I arrived in the middle of Jersey and had a massive shock, (laughs) shall we say. Like, it was was kind of the start of a little bit of depression for me because, again, not having a, you know, you can only apply for, I think it was something like one in every like 300 jobs or something. So I was at home, not working with no kids. And it was, it was probably the hardest two years of my life. I'm not going to lie. The place place itself is lovely. And I say to Tim all the time, like, I know we want to go home, but what about there? Because now we've got kids and it's like the beaches are amazing and beautiful. What is it like there? Like it's it's like a gorgeous, just like, well, it's an Island. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of like English. It's like all the cobbled streets, but it's it's like nearer to France. You can see France from the beach. Um, and it's very, it's just lovely. Like think kind of like it, farm, it, cottagey, like okay. cows kind of in the meadows. Like it's very, oh, it's pretty. very sweet. But I think as someone that's just finished university and was out kind of at nightclubs and culture shock yeah I was 24 it's just yeah it was a bit much no I totally get that yeah is it warm there yeah or is it like Um, England it's just it's the same as England but just kind of the it's kind of warmer so it's just it would be it would still be like very rainy in the winter and everything but the summers would be kind of lovely and hotter for longer I would say but for sure they get kind of normal normal okay. typical English weather yeah typical European <laughs> weather yeah. everybody talks about that I miss yeah. it I, I feel like you would yeah I've never dryness here I don't think I'll ever get used to it I look down earlier and I look like a snake like I've got like scales on my leg I'm like you put some lotion on like <laughs> <laughs> I've been here I've honestly I've been here for 18 years now and that is exactly how my legs are and not because of the psoriasis right. it's because my body has just never adapted to it yeah it's so dry here yeah oh yeah yeah and you think coming from Bermuda where it's like we need to put uh you know dehumidifier on and here I'm like nope I need a humidifier so it's like it you know like you'll you have to wash and tumble dry everything there because you hang it for two days and it wouldn't dry. You know, it's 
Oh my gosh. So you think it's in the middle of an ocean, like it doesn't. And I remember arriving in Calgary and hanging a dress up that was wet. And I was so excited the next morning. It was like, oh, it's bone dry. Wow. <laughs> you know? It's bone dry within like four or five hours now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are the things that you don't even think about. Like when you're from yeah. here, you're like, oh. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's shift gears a little bit. Um, you own a consignment shop. Do you want to tell us yeah. about it? Yeah, so it's called um, Mountain Kids Consignment and it's on Instagram. I'm just kind of starting off, but I just have a passion for secondhand clothing. Like my baby boy, I don't, I think I maybe spent $100 on clothing for him. I lucked out because a neighbor of mine that I didn't know, I saw a marketplace, she had baby boy clothing three and for free sorry and at the time I didn't um, know I was having a boy but I thought well you know I'll give it to a friend if I don't turns out that I did and so ever since then I've just never bought anything for him you know I've either been to once upon a child or had friends give stuff and it was the same in Bermuda like all the mummers because of the humidity and the mold you couldn't store anything because it would just grow mold so you know it'll be like well, okay, so you're having a baby, take my belt, sir. You're having a baby girl, take my clothes, you know? And so we all just were in this community and that's the hardest thing about living here that I just hadn't found it. Of course, it's a tiny island. Everyone's going to kind of bond quickly. Mm -hmm. But I just, I just, and again, having a 10-pound baby, like there's just zero point in me buying anything new for him. So I just got the idea. So I say consignment, I'm kind of doing less of the consignment and more of the kind of, we we sell at the moment like find something or a lot of his things but I just think you know in this I don't know if you guys find this but definitely I thought clothing was insanely expensive in Bermuda and I've moved here and I'm like unless you're at Walmart I just find it so expensive I mean I know you don't understand this but when you're used to Primark and it's like you know two dollars equivalent for a t-shirt for a kid and you move here and it's like twenty dollars I'm like what yeah yeah so I guess, yeah so that's awesome. kind of where it grew from yeah I'm sure they use children labor which I don't love but if you just need you know like pink t-shirt day like I'm not going to go and spend like 25 dollars on a pink t-shirt you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah I actually had an idea to open a once upon a child in the southeast because there's nothing there's no thrift stores there's like there's nothing there's a what is there like carters and walmart myself? there's a value village in midnapur it's filthy have you been in there <laughs> sorry that's my english size coming up Tim's like yeah I mean on the podcast like, it's like, you walk in and it smells it's yeah it's so expensive i'm like like i remember picking up a raincoat for my eldest i think it was like 20 dollars, and it was like covered in i don't even know dirt or something like yeah and I don't mind if it's very used, then price it like it's very used. Not, oh, I'm going to pick up a pair of dirty sneakers and they're $25. Do you know what I mean? Four kids. We're also the used to, like, so in England, pound, like there's pound shops, kind of like a dollar store. Yeah. But you can go and get an outfit. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they sell clothes. Some of them will. And so yeah. we're very used to that. We're also very used to, I think, um, yeah. at least yeah. in my, where my family like the Oxfam shops, yeah, right. Secondhand shops are very common in England, mm. right? But they're they're always they're always run by the sweetest old ladies. I found, but they always um they took care of their items when they came in. 
Yeah. So it's very different going from, and I'm to blame because I'll donate my stuff to Value Village, mm-hmm. even if I know it's not even the best condition anymore. I'll just be like, they'll take it, you know. Mm-hmm. At least okay. it's not going to the tip. That's the way I justify yeah, it. Yeah. And especially if I can't get to a donation center, which they do have them now, thank goodness. But um, it's very different. And so you're probably very used to, to like yeah. I said, going to the Oxfam shops and things like that. Do, do they have Oxfam here? Do you know about Oxfam? No. I'm not sure what that is. Okay. What is that? Oxfam's a charity. Okay. They would go um, to third world countries and help children in need. Gotcha. Right. Okay. That's like the easy way of saying it. Yeah. Um, but the organization was called Oxfam. And so they'd have shops, kind of like Salvation Army. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. Um, we have um, donation bins. Like I know that there's one kind of behind the gym that's right by my house. Right. Um, and they usually go to like the Diabetes Foundation or, or things like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But they take like clothes. And so, but if you have something that's like big to get rid of, Valuability is usually the place that you can just go into the drop-off line and drop it off. Um, there's actually a thrift store, like a Salvation Army thrift store right by my house now. It just opened up by the gym. Um, it's almost like attached to it. Um, I haven't been in there yet, but um, it's got to be good. I th- Every time I've driven past it, there's the truck of Hutterites that are going in there. So it's got to have some good stuff because I feel like they are thrifty. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's actually a new value village on McLeod, and that one's really good. Oh, but that's how I um, so you, I think it's like South, so you know, the Walmart on McLeod, the big Walmart, yeah. I think it's like Southport Road or South, South something. Mm-hmm. It's the old Safeway, so that shut down, and they oh, did see that, yeah, 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 yeah. It's good, oh. it was good. Like, I think I got in there the first week, and then I noticed the prices going up, and I think. The problem is, I think I told everyone and their auntie that it was good, so I think they cottoned on very quickly. <laughs> but I've had great, I've had great luck there with the bins. My my husband, like he he says to me all the time, like I don't know how you go to those bins, you know, when you have to like squirrel through everything. I don't mm-hmm. know, but. I've, I found, like, the other day I found Zara pants with the tag on and it's filler bag for 10 bucks. So you can, I think it's up to 3T. And so I just go for Jasper. I'm like, hot wash, done. Perfect. See, and yeah. you, you told me about the bags that, yeah. what, that Value Village did and I went and I did it. And it was like, this was before the baby was even born, but it would be like, you just take a carrier bag and you fill it up. And I think it was like... Three three dollars for yeah. this bag of baby clothes. Mm-hmm. So they do have deals, and sometimes they'll have like double the tag days. Yeah, which is nice as well. But we've gone on a total tangent about second. <laughs> yeah, but that's me. But that's how I um. That's how I set up my shop. I don't know if I said the name. Did I say the name already? Say it again. Oh, it's Mounting Kids Consignment on Instagram. And so, if people have stuff, so it's not consignment anymore, correct? They're not going to get money for it. Yeah, no, it is consignment, but I just kind of do it on a case-by-case basis just because I'm moving house, so I couldn't take, like, a ton of stuff. And then I found that I don't do, I don't do like, um, zero to one anymore because I just found that it wasn't selling. I think a lot of people get that first-year clothing. It's either gifts or giving or something. I know, like, I gave all my newborn stuff away. Like, it just doesn't – I don't think it sells. So, um, yeah. It's kind of like I'm doing around like one to six years at the moment. And then 
we'll just see kind of how it so goes. I have a truckload of stuff then that I can just give you because you'll just take donations too I'm assuming right and you'd sift through yeah, it yeah well if it's a donation then I'll just like give the money to charity like I wouldn't take a profit but oh. If it's that's really nice of you, yeah. But I'd be and pocket that. <laughs> if you want to take like, if you want to consign, then I just pay fifty percent, like when it sells. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people, like I've consigned with people, and no shade on them, but like a lot of the, t- like I found over here, it's quite complicated. Like you consign, and then you have to keep calling to check if your items sold. Mm. Which I find strange because I've never I'm done like, it. Do I have to like? keep harassing you like that much surely that must be annoying and I had people doing it to me and I was like no 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 like I'll tell you when your stuff sells as soon as it sells I pay them a transfer done because I don't want that pressure on my back you know of like mm-hmm. hey so I owe this person this much and this person this much like I don't have the brain capacity for that so I just um yeah I just I just had the idea and I mean it's it's going well but I definitely I definitely think the southeast needs something. But going back to my idea about once upon a child, I don't think I could do it just anxiety-wise because going in there, it's it's too much. I love it, but I mm. you have to like take the time. Oh yeah. Um, I took Jasper to the one last week in the northwest, and it had a lot better stuff. Like it was kind of better than the one on the cloud, but. I took a stroller in. That was a mistake. Like, it, oh no! I had to carry him in the stroller over things, and like the aisles are so thin that it's like one person can fit. And of course, everyone's nervous anyway with their masks. But they would have to leave the aisle so I could push the stroller down, and then they would go back. Oh, that is like driving, but in a store. You know, it was just oh, like man. this is so strange. But anyway, long story short, they don't. They're not allowed any more locations in Calgary apparently because there's already three, but. Yeah, I just don't understand in such a huge community of all these mums, there's nothing. Like not one secondhand store in this kind of area. So maybe they'll do something. I think it's rent prices are too high. That's what oh, I think. Oh, gosh, yeah. Because I looked into it and they wanted a three-year commitment and it was $3,000 minimum a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So On I top I of you've got utilities and all of that yeah. and then just overhead. Yeah, yeah, there's that new, there's all those new buildings you've probably seen, Jane, going down in Legacy. Yes, right opposite them. Yeah, even if you rent a new build, you have to plummet and everything yourself, which I didn't realise, like a new store. Yeah, oh, you have to, you have to fork out all that, but they did, they are doing a Starbucks, so I was excited. They are, I saw that, and it's drive-through. Because I know. <laughs> oh, the new communities. Can we just talk about that for a second? These yeah. new communities and their lack of drive-throughs. Do they not know that moms will drive to a drive-through? Yeah. They will drive an extra twenty minutes yeah. to the nearest drive-through Starbucks or Tim Hortons or whatever. Yeah, a hundred. Like I, so I live in Walden, which is in the southeast of Calgary, and there is a Starbucks here, but there's no drive-through. If I want a Starbucks, I will drive three communities over to Sundance. Yeah, where they I have love that one that's my local. Yeah, they're they're so nice there too. But that's the one I'll go to because I've got kids in the back seat. I can't get. I'm not going to leave them in the car. Someone's yeah. going to yell at me if I do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's dangerous. But mm. do you know what I mean? Like I'm not getting out just to go get my drink. I'll go do a drive through. It's easier, especially yeah. if they're asleep. So I, I agree. I'm like, why did you not put a drive through in? Yeah. And I I think I said that to Zach the other day to my husband, mm. and he was like, maybe before it was built before starbucks went in it was something else right and that's maybe why it wasn't a drive-through but i'm like 
you should have forked out the money to make it a drive through Do you think it's spacing as well? Because I think, like, I know I live in Mahogany right now. I'm moving. But I know it's absolutely chock-a-block with cars the entire time. So I think a lot of these Starbucks, they have issues because people are parking and then it causes, like, a gridlock. Or, like, main size or something. Like, I don't know. I'm sure there's, like, only... Because I know even the Tim Hortons here and in Auburn Bay is not drive-through either. So They have one um, in Auburn Bay? They do, yeah. Pretty much opposite the one in Mahogany, which I never understand. Mm-hmm. I don't even know about the shops in Auburn Bay. I only know about the ones in Mahogany. No, it's that weird little spot. Like, I know there's Co-op there, which I've maybe been to three times ever. Like, I'm a save-on girl, so... Interesting. Yeah. I need to explore more. Mm-hmm. Well... That's brilliant that we've had you on. Thank you so much. Is there anything else, Jen, question-wise that you wanted to ask? No, I think that was amazing. Um, Where can people find you? If they want to follow your personal account, if they want to follow Mountain Kids? I'm just Leanne Mount on Instagram, and then it's Mountain Kids Consignment for my Um, What's something you want to leave people with knowing about expat life? My brain just said patience, so I guess I'm just going to say it. I think that's a great one. It's not as easy as it looks. It's not as glamorous as it looks. It's not as glamorous as it looks, and I think, yeah, I think patience and love, that's all I can say. Oh. Well, I still think it's so cool as well that you get to see parts of the world. For sure, yeah. I, I maybe sounded a bit negative then, but I think... It makes good stories, right? Like, I'll just leave with that. <laughs> it does. It does. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, thank you for coming on. Okay. And we can't wait to share this episode because I didn't know what an expat was and didn't know where Jersey was. And look, I've learned multiple things this evening. <laughs> Love it. Love awesome. It. Well, thank you so much, Leanne, for coming on. And uh, it'll be it'll be up tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. And also, if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, taken 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us, go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you can't even imagine. You guys are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.